0: This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Financial Tech and the GuideRock Capital Management Commentary recorded on August 27, 2013. I'm your host Jim Collison, broadcasting live from The AverageGuy.tv studios here in Bellevue, Nebraska, and we post the show, including the written commentary, each week out at TheAverageGuy.tv. Financial Tech brings you the latest market commentary from the award-winning Andrew Hunt, CFP and President of GuideRock Capital Management, located right here in sunny Omaha, Nebraska. If you'd like to receive a free copy of the written commentary in advance, or if you have questions or comments that we can read on the show and answer, send us an uh, send us an email. I actually, send that email over to Andrew Andrew underscore Hunt at guide We'd love to hear from you, Andrew. Great day. We missed podcast early in the morning. We tried to get it done, and technical difficulties got you know made it so
1: we couldn't. But we're here tonight. How are you? I am well. Let's dive right in. So much depends upon a red wheelbarrow glazed with rainwater beside the white chickens. Well, the U.S. Federal Reserve's monetary policy is a lot more complex than the simple tools mentioned in the often memorized William Carlos Williams poem, The Red Wheelbarrow, which I just recited. But an awful lot is depending on it. countries that have been affected negatively by the changing expectations about quantitative easing, the importance of chickens, wheelbarrows, and other basic tools to a family's economic well-being has not been forgotten. During the past 10 weeks, currencies in many emerging countries tumbled against the U.S. dollars on expectations that the Fed will begin to taper off its bond-buying program, which we've talked a lot about on this program, and it's known as quantitative easing. The Brazilian real sank like a weighted fishing line, dropping almost 16%. The Indian rupee dropped almost 12%. The Indonesian Rupiah lost 7% and the Malaysian Ringgit fell by a bit more than 6% during the period. Also the Mexican Peso and the South African Rand dropped as well but both have recovered some value in part because they don't have large deficits according to the Indian Express. China and South Korea which are strong exporters saw their currencies dunked down but both bobbed back up. According to the New York Times, currency weakness Caused several emerging markets to lose significant value recently. India's stock market lost one quarter of its value during the past three months in US dollar terms, but Mark lines in local currency terms have been much smaller. A recent New York Times article points out from the end of 2000 through the end of 2010, the developed market rose a scant 5%. We all, we all remember that, just 5% in the developed market. The emerging markets index more than tripled during that same period. Since then, however, the developed markets have risen nearly 20% while the emerging ones have fallen by about the same amount. So as we mentioned before, mean reversion theory suggests prices and returns adjust towards a mean or average over time. That raises an interesting question. Have recent market shifts been adjustments towards a mean? I'll let you guys marinate on that one for a little bit. Let's switch gears here a little bit. The next big things. In May, the McKinsey Global Institute released its latest thinking on disruptive technologies, that is, technological advances which have the potential to to disrupt the status quo and transform life, business, and the global economy as we know it. Among the dozen technologies mentioned in the report were a couple that I wanted to share with you guys a little bit about today. The first is mobile internet. Um, we're all familiar, this is the average guy network of course, there's several shows on here devoted to technology and uh, mobile is huge. Um, we're expecting mobile internet to improve productivity and delivery of service. McKinsey estimates that one application remote health monitoring could reduce healthcare costs by up to one-fifth. Uh, the next thing is uh, the automation of knowledge work. Um, knowledge work is a brain twister of a category that encompasses intelligent software systems, uh, which could improve, uh, which could produce output equal to 110 to 140 million full-time workers. Um, the third piece is the cloud. The cloud delivers service over the internet or a network. It can improve the uh, productivity of IT infrastructure, application development, and packaged software by 15 to 20 percent. McKinsey is saying. Uh, Then, of course, this has been on the rise for for many decades now, but even even more advances in robotics, uh, this could improve uh, the lives of 50 million people who are missing limbs or have impaired mobility. Also, industrial manufacturing and uh, service robots may really change the face of labor. 3D printing? Uh, 3D printing has been all over the news. I listen to a ton of NPR. You can't listen to NPR and not hear about 3D printing. McKenzie says that 3D printing may offer the ability to manufacture custom goods at home while medical industry may be able to use uh, bioprinting technology to bioprint tissues and organs in the lab. And then finally, autonomous or semi-autonomous vehicles could save 30,000 to 150,000 lives by eliminating potential fatal traffic accidents and of course, Google's come out and said that they're, they're building the automatic car which will be interesting, we'll see what happens there. According to the, rep- the report, um, these ideas can quote, change the game for businesses creating entirely new products and services as well as shifting pools of value between producers or from producers to consumers. Okay, guys, so here's the quote of the week. This is from John Wooden, the American basketball player and coach. It says, if you don't have time to do it right, when will you have time to do it over?
0: Very nice. Sounds like something my dad might say to me, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> as, we, as we heap guilt on our children for not doing things right the first time. Let me ask you this question. So you listed off uh, five technologies there. Which one do you see as being the most restru- disruptive maybe in the next decade. So between, me personally? Yeah, you personally. What do you think as you look at that list?
1: Well, I mean it's kind of a toss-up for me between uh, the cloud. Uh, I've seen so much improvement in technology as an end user um, just from cloud uh, applications that we've implemented in our business over the last five years. It's unbelievable. Uh, I, I think I got to commiserate with you a little bit about computer problems I had early this year. I went through three computers in three months um, but luckily because all of my uh, software applications are on the cloud it was really more of a hassle than it was, I mean, could you imagine just five years ago what that what that would do <laughs> from a business continuity um, without the cloud. So the cloud's a big one for me and then digital printing is pretty exciting too, 3D printing rather. Uh, 3D printing could really be huge um, in the medical space and the manufacturing space um, and really putting the power. Uh, back into the American inventor's hands which is pretty exciting um, I think that 3D printing as we see costs come down is going to you know it's very it reminds me of the Jetsons that's what it reminds me of
0: <laughs> yeah you know and 3 3D printing has come a long way we we did a engineering fair oh I think last spring out at uh, UNL University of Nebraska at Lincoln and uh, the students had actually created uh, all the parts for their display uh, on a 3D printer so they had uh, designed those online sent those off had them printed Come back. Very inexpensive to get it done. It doesn't take a long time. Those printers are getting faster. It used to be you'd print inside this machine, and it would it, there would be all this crap around it. As, and, and now it's it's really like a. Th- Prints. I mean, it's melting plastic down and laying thin layers of it out. So it'll be interesting to see how 3D printing comes. I, I am most interested in the automatic automobile. I, I really do think um, a couple of years ago, Google announced that they had already logged over a million miles with their fleet of vehicles. And uh, and the advances that are coming with big data and being able to... This is great. We get to talk about tech on this show. Andrew, this is, <laughs> thank you. This is nice. But the... The advancements that are coming with big data, and IBM is a big proponent of this, of actually the way you schedule those vehicles to pick people up, right? We we have uh, the ability to have one car for every three people in, in the United States. That's a prediction. And so that would mean a car would automatically come and pick you up and take you to work and drop you off and go somewhere else and, and continue to drive. Now those cars are going to get a lot of use. I mean, they're going to wear out pretty quick if they're constantly driving all day, every day. But that being said, we can be a lot more efficient in the way that uh, we use our, our automobiles. So I'm pretty excited about that.
1: And to bring it back to business and investing, just imagine that is a that is that is an entire business field that is completely uncaptivated, untouched. Uh, it could really just change the lives uh, and change the way we live our lives, rather. Um, think about all the entrepreneurs and all of the uh, you know, businesses that will arise from something. That pretty yeah, cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I just like the big data aspect of it where you are crunching the numbers in real time and people are submitting schedules. I need to go here. So you talk into your phone. Need a vehicle at eight o'clock to pick me up and take me to this location. That gets auto-mapped and routed, and then all that stuff works to come pick you up and take you. And you mentioned the safety uh, aspect of it. Think about cars that literally cannot crash into each other because they are aware of everything around them at every moment, doing everything. And you know, those it's just amazing. So pretty exciting, good stuff, Andrew. Thanks for bringing in some on this tonight. I always get to sit back. Uh, We have a tech show, Andrew mentioned that, Home Tech, and if you're a Only a financial tech listener, you can head over to TheAverageGuy.tv, and we have a show called Home Tech. Long form, we spend a, a little, more than an hour each week talking about technology, but if that conversation interests you, head over and pick that up. And if you have questions, you can always send me an email, podcast at TheAverageGuy.tv. Well, if you're new to podcasting and you're looking for an easy way to do it, Stitcher is a great way to do that, available on any browser, as well as both Android or iPhone platforms. It's a great way to listen to the podcast each week at home or on the road. This show and all the past shows are on Stitcher. Stitcher.com is your financial tech. It is education for your ears. And be sure to visit GuideRock Capital at GuideRockCapital.com uh, and follow Andrew on Twitter, Andrew D. Hunt. And get all the show notes at TheAverageGuy.tv. Now, Andrew and I say thanks for listening. And we'll catch up to you next week. Remember, be smart about your investing.
2: GuideRock Capital Management Inc., or GuideRock, is a registered investment advisor that is registered with the state of Nebraska and located in Omaha, Nebraska. GuideRock and its representatives are in compliance with the current registration requirements imposed upon investment advisors in the states in which they maintain clients. GuideRock may only transact business in those states in which it is registered or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. Important information describing GuideRock's business operations, services, and fees can be viewed on the SEC's website at www.advisorinfo.sec.gov. GuideRock will provide Form ADV Part 2, which serves as the firm's disclosure document to all clients. Copies of Form ADV Part 2 are also available to interested parties upon request. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No current or prospective clients should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product made reference to directly or indirectly on this video, website, or indirectly via hyperlink, or any affiliated third-party website will be profitable or equal to past performance levels.